stream of consciousness time. You know, I got this band, American Dharma, and uh, I can imagine that we have the potential to attract a wide variety. And I love Americans, all Americans. I love all Earthlings, in fact. I love uh, the whole cosmos. Um, the whole thing is worthy of much adoration. It's, it's worthy of uh, adoring consistently. <laughs> and seeing us come back home to it, it's, uh, I see it happening in people in uh, all great and small places. So that's good to see. Met somebody down by the river today who was just by her own, I don't know, inspiration. Was like clearing the riverbanks out on the side of this creek that I like to go and visit. And she had noticed I like the trees were having trouble and falling over and dying along the banks and it was because the water was getting choked up and stagnant because there was a lot of debris that was collecting and that stagnant water with the runoff um, doesn't make good growth material so the water needed to be flowing again and she had just been working along this riverbank and clearing it and I noticed the difference, and it was really cool. She had a little fire going. It was really cold out today, so I walked up and, you know, saw a fire, and I was like, well, let's see what these people are up to. And, because uh, I don't even know if it's legal to burn fires here, but I, don't, I imagine there's not too much of a problem with it. You're right next to the water, you know, in the dirt. But yes, she's sitting there burning up all this debris, and she's hanging out with her little dog, and um, people are walking by that know her and uh, she's been kind of like living um, I guess on and off the land very close to the land for the last year or two and and we were just kind of you know like hitting the same wavelengths um, and I've, I've been noticing this in people a lot this was a, a really unique remarkable version of that today where it was almost like a, a dream like looking back kind of situation, like a dream, like you meet a dream figure in a dream that is like, has very similar um, intentions and a state of mindfulness as your own. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually kind of up to that stuff too. And that's really cool that, that you found yourself, you know, you're becoming grounded in who you are truly are and that authentic self is able to come out naturally and just by being free and alive it's like we're helping give others permission to do that again as well and I say again because we all did not we were children unless it was pushed out of us really early but even then, like that state of wonder and imagination is hard to stamp out. It takes a while and, and we, we never lose our fascination and our, and our love of wonder. It's just that we end up going to movies or watching TV shows and 
eating junk food to try and get those same boosts of endorphins. <sighs> so I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's a stream of consciousness. That's, that's what's happening. I'm here to shoot the proverbial and, you know, yeah, we, we all are trying to push off different images, aren't we? Looking back, those weird things that you do as a kid, you go through like 15 different styles if you're trying to keep up with them. I remember friends that would come to school every six months with the new style that was hip, and then it would be like a total like wardrobe change. You know, I had to fight with my parents to get anything new that, you know, seemed on the level of the other kids around me, but little did I know I was growing up in Northern Virginia, and my parents had just made it into the edge of that. It's funny to look back now because, and we can all do this, we can look back to any time in our life and just think of like just a regular mundane memory, just a moment, and, and just the sense of being alive, that just that most, I don't want to say general, but that sense of the moment, the feeling of here, the feeling of now feeling of being itself, beingness, just beingness. That's such a peaceful state to rest in, and that is the state that we are supposedly seeking for in meditation. It's really, it's funny because it is like the great cosmic joke it's right under our noses. It's always been here. It's infinitely available. The only reason we have trouble getting to it is because we're trying to get to it. Um, awareness is like that clear, still lake described in Zen koans and proverbs, and meaning that it perfectly reflects everything that's happening. Of course, we stir it up with our thoughts. We're always here. We lose our sense of recognition that we're here or sense of clarity with the present full and fullness of the present moment due to the fact that we're clouding up our minds our awareness that water with thoughts of the present it's really the past by the time we remark on it and that is always here that is timeless and What does it feel like? And not for an answer, but for curiosity's sake, to, to feel into it and get to know it by sensing into it in that way that it is deeper than you can really put into words. Like you have to spend a lot of time trying to put into words, but we can get really deep and per perceptive in our inquiry just with attention, without thinking about it. We can just look and absorb this, all this information that is here and apparent as we turn the light of awareness upon any thought, any instant, any moment. So allow the mind to, you know, be and do whatever it wants to try and do. It's, there's no need to resist it. It's a letting go of the need to control. It's the fist that is trying to hold on to unclenching itself. Relax the grasping. And the attempt at doing 
every time we do, we are creating a, a new doer. And that's not a problem. That's just what happens. And that's okay. You know, that's this is like the reps of meditation and, and self-realization is going through this process of just returning to the present moment easily. You know, softly, naturally. And with a deep breath in, and we just feel in, into the moment. We just feel the presence of now, of right now. And it's beautiful. It's an easy way to flow. We can become quite attuned to this capacity, and it, become, it can become habitual. It can be something that we learn to return to in hard times, in anxiety, depression, and moments where we're out, like in maybe a social situation where trying to collect ourselves, like a little overwhelmed by all the people that are new and new environment, you don't quite know your way around. Just be, notice the mind's thoughts, but you don't have to rate them as important on any scale of emotional reaction, you know, there's, notice even the emotions that arise, the feelings in the stomach and the body and how different muscles, groups of muscles will clench up, relax, drop the shoulders, breathe into the stomach. We only need those stress emotions and truly trying moments. And they're just there to assist us. Pain is there to let us know that something is wrong. It needs to be attended to. So when we are finding ourselves immersed in depression, and finding the more and more that I turn to expression, honest, authentic expression, the more I find that I can care for myself <laughs> a bit more responsibly the more honest I am not hiding not trying to fit any mold not trying to tweak and adjust ways of being <sighs> to account for different fears of reactions from different people and just because uh, all of that becomes so habituated itself. We have these deep grooved patterns of programming, of conditioning by our own selves, by the world around us, for sure. You cannot disconnect or be apart from it. And we grow out of this planet like the trees. We are descendants of generations of people that have grown culture through the art of language and all of the other arts and sciences and all of that has accumulated to inform who we are, how we speak, how we act plus the personalities of those we grew up, grew up around those that we admired in uh, books and television and those we met in life and all of these influences and then of course our own spin on that on all of that. Each of us has our own little spin. But you see, you know, familiar mannerisms in families and communities and in, in, uh, even whole large areas like states and nations. You know? We have different accents in different areas. 
you know, somebody started speaking that way at some point and it kind of caught on and spread. <laughs> it's basically what an accent is. And that's really cool. You know, our music is like that. Our music is like that. The deep artistic accents of different peoples and what happens when our different cultures come together. How beautiful is that? We create something new like rock and roll, jazz, soul, hip hop, all of that. Ah, oh, man, you know, we create grand human projects on a global scale now. The American project we see is somehow fragile, super fragile, in fact, like something so foundational has been corrupted and bent and twisted to the benefits of <sighs> the greediest, the selfish, selfish, <laughs> most selfish. <laughs> I was going to say selfish, the wealthiest, selfish, so intensely lonely and afraid of not having enough, amassing and hoarding and hoarding, and robbing and stealing, and doing evil things to maintain their power. What is going to change this world but ourselves? Really? Where is the longest lasting, most foundational, fundamental change going to happen? How is the next phase of human existence going to be built to withstand the many existential challenges to our species' fate that we now face. In the new and coming ages, how are we going to grow to the level to meet these challenges? How are we going to skirt the precipice? It's a deep breath in. We are on a very intense ride, hurtling through space on a cooled ball of once molten magma plasma heated from exploded stars, atoms birthed in the furnaces of those stars' cores who exploded across space, recoalesced to these bright balls of plasma, some were smaller, and over time they formed hard outer crusts as they cooled off. Some stayed burning like suns, like stars. We don't know why any of this occurs. We know some of the how. We don't know the fundamental how. We don't know how such a thing can begin on its own or how something can be always infinite always has been omnipresent we don't know this great mystery is right here unfolding in this very moment and we great stewards brave and so full of potential 
we have the greatest opportunity of our lives, of our species' long history, or short, depending on which perspective. What are we going to do with this great gift, this floating paradise? What are we going to do with ourselves? Are we going to make it? Who knows? We really don't know. But we can at least feel most comfortable in doing what feels most, you know, potentially responsive, responsible in the face of such a situation as the many myriad potential crises that our species now faces. It's going to be hard to turn this ship around. We are charging towards a cliff at an increasing rate. And yet I see I see souls brightening up and doing good in this world and readying the world for the next phase because though we do indeed face apocalypse, apocalypse simply means the end of an age. And we can survive this phase shift humanity is now going through and thrive. We can brush ourselves off after this fall and lift each other up and build again anew with hearts and minds that I've learned together how to overcome even the most seemingly insurmountable disasters. We have proven time and again our potential as a species. We perform miracles over and over again. And so, we now face the greatest challenge. (sighs) And so we accept it. We accept it. We face it. We don't let this demon be blurry to our eyes. We cannot let it be blurry. It's so scary when you can't tell what the features of something are. And that's why the mask works so well in horror films. Or when the alien is mostly hidden and you barely see it. It's the imagination has to try and fill in the gap. And there's nothing certain there. It's just all these horrific you know, potentials, you know, but there's not any certainty and it's, that's really fucking scary. Not facing our inner demons that we have allowed to corrupt this world. We shouldn't take ourselves so separate. We really aren't. I mean, everything we are is because of this world and everything and everyone around us. And yes, we do have our own perception and our own apertures through which we get to experience reality, but we all certainly do share the same sense of awareness that runs through everything. If we would just stop, notice, 
what we truly are. Something so much greater than this little idea of self that we hold in our heads, this little jumble of thoughts and ideas that we've collected that we modify yet pretend that it is unmodifiable to some extent. Well, I'm just, you know, this way or that way. Maybe not. Maybe you would like country music or rock music or whatever it is. Maybe you can do that thing that you're saying that you're not capable of doing or you're just not that kind of, you know, give it a chance. You don't know. And it doesn't mean that you have to become some new label that now should be labeled this way because you like this. No, no, no. Forget the labels. Be amorphous. Be natural. Be authentic. We can all flow together. We can all surf this tidal wave together. Joyously. And if we go down, then we go down together. Beautifully. We continue to do justice for the saving graces of our species and the life that this planet has grown. And we should forgive her and forgive ourselves. We've been thinking ourselves separate for so long. We earthlings, we extensions of earth. So, life goes on, right? Let's take a quick break here. everybody. So we were talking about, I guess, finding presence amidst chaos, the chaos of our times, and being able to, as the, uh, let's say, the busy currents, the waves, the turmoil, the moments of trauma and tragedy, um, strife and discord and even symptoms of breakdown occur, we can watch them with loving eyes an unconditionality of being, a complete openness and willingness to see all things as they are fully without a need to form an opinion, a kind of casting of judgment any of that thinking we we realize is unnecessary when it comes to seeing clearly so this is a mode of being this is like an orientation we can take by which we are able to widen our sense of awareness truly by having the willingness to put oneself in another's shoes so to speak we are Indeed, widening our circle of consideration, widening our depth and breadth of perception. And this, of course, aids us in our understanding and our ability to help find accord in difficult situations, to develop a a deep sense of compassion 
As Buddha said, it's not wisdom that leads to love, but love that leads to wisdom. And we're speaking now of the highest love, something like agape love. But certainly as Buddhists and the ancient Christians recognized that the fundamental nature of reality is love. As Martin Luther King stated in his Beyond Vietnam speech, God is love, as he quoted the first epistle of John, this Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, Christian notion, the supreme unifying principle of light, that God is love, is universal in all of our great religious and spiritual traditions. We find ourselves without a ground on which to stand and feel balanced. We find ourselves unsure as we lose our sense of shared moral compass. What are we looking for in a shared moral compass but ways most conducive to the long-term comfortable, free, joyful, and plentiful thriving of all life. May we be protectors of life. May we be stewards of life. May we see no difference between any bit of this existence so far as the underlying miracle that all things are the appearances of that are constantly here for our reckoning. Everything is appearance of the ineffable, the great, divine, a mystery that is beyond all minds, yet is always here, persistent, and available for us to dive into the very depths of, exploring infinitely into this eternal now. We can go on and on and on and learn so much, grow and cultivate our depth and sense of presence and capacity to flow with life in the world and the changes around us, we can be mindful agents of constructive change. We can develop anti-fragile systems that can sustain, that are interdependent, independent in and of themselves for their most basic survival needs and, of course, able to cultivate new talents and share and trade with those around them in ways that are symbiotic with planet and people, with animal and life. Everything must be in balance. If we are to 
make this world a better place for these children, for all these innocent animals, our greatest friends, our dogs, and our cats, and our horses, and our cattle, and our many myriad friends, our birds, and our reptiles, our insects, and our amphibians, and our aquatic life. Our family, this whole earth, and our extended family, this cosmos, dive into the sense of self, not the idea of self, but the sense of this moment. Feel it anew. Notice even that you can notice the feeling of feeling and that's how clear awareness is. And get to know this awareness because it's not so mundane as it may seem to appear on the surface as our minds constantly distract us from what we truly are. The ongoing expressions of this impossible miracle that is life, that is us, that is now. So, what will we do with this great gift? In each moment, let us be fully present. Let us pray on this now. May we be ever able to honor each integral moment here and now the next moment even in those moments we normally find boring or distressing or annoyances or things we just have to do that are like chores like washing the dishes but us come back home remember the present and be here now and witness the miracle not to play with thoughts about it that get excited as we want to remark on oh how cool and that is cool you know it's, it's fun and we can remark but we also may deepen and deepen our capacity for surfing and staying here and now and in doing so we find that we will be missing the mark less in life as the Christian word sin means to miss the mark to not be fully here in honor of the grace of the great capacity for love that we all share So we go deep. Perhaps we go so deep that we find that love does indeed come before creation 
as expressed by Sri Ramana Maharshi, as expressed by other teachers of many various paths. We thank the teachers here and now in the world around us, the dirt beneath our feet, the trees around our homes and towns and cities, around the world through which, by which we breathe together, symbiotic in our intertwined nature, we breathe out what they breathe in, they exhale what we breathe in. And how cool is it that trees are not even as old as sharks. Like sharks have been allowed around longer than trees. And that is crazy both ways. Like props to sharks uh, for figuring out early how to survive. Uh, you guys are lethal predators. Um, the ocean sounds like a terrifying place to live with you in it. But we got tigers up here too. And somehow we've made it so far. Uh, but yeah, you guys are amazing. You've really stuck it out. Trees, you must be the height of plant life on this planet you are something so special the fruit that you give us that you give to all the life and the ecosystems you create around yourselves how you are aided by these densely interwoven uh, fungal webs uh, the forest's internet uh, that of course births itself out above, out into the world, from underground, out into outer space, above as mushrooms, the bodies, the fruits of these great organisms that are basically just these giant root matrices. Matrices? Yeah, I guess matrices or matrices of, uh, yeah, uh, one cell membrane thick roots that actually trade nutrients with plants and trees around them even seem to be able through chemicals to be able to express communication like predators so trees will arm themselves and put off certain pollens to keep things away uh, when the mushrooms recognize that there's like movement of animals or something really crazy stuff neat um, it's also interesting to note that fungus uh, spores are the only things that can survive in space and one of the really fun theories of uh, evolution of this world's uh, life is that it was seeded by perhaps an asteroid or comet uh, carrying some spores of something that was growing on another planet at one point and of course the first thing to live on land was fungus and at a point when eventually like the, the fungus as it rots and deteriorates it releases chemicals that break up rock and, and you know stone over time um, so all of that hardened magma got turned into soil and it became nutrient rich and plants could grow taller and taller yet there was a time on this planet when 
And if you want to hear more about this, check out Paul Stamets' Six Ways Mushrooms Can Save the World. I believe it's six. It's something. Some number of ways that mushrooms can save the world. It's an old TED Talk that he put on. That's Paul Stamets, S-T-A-M-E-T-S. And uh, he talks about this. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, by the time plants were like, maybe you could say like knee high, two or three feet, and they were just in their very earliest stages. They looked like kind of like mushrooms with branches. By the time plants were that tall, beginnings of plants, um, mushrooms were all over this planet that were probably 20 to 50 feet tall. We, we find fossils of these things. And, uh, you know, if you've ever played that Elder Scrolls game, Morrowind, you will recognize... Uh, something similar to perhaps what this planet once looked like and isn't that fascinating so on that uh, magical note I'm going to nod off here and get some sleep but I do hope you all are well and that you are thriving and you know let's give up so much of the striving stuff let's Let's definitely get back to thriving more. That means we really got to feed ourselves, our minds, our hearts, our lungs with fresh air. I got to quit smoking. I started smoking again, and that's a really big no-no when uh, one has a, an immunocompromised situation going on. So, you know, I'm staying on that anti-inflammatory diet and being pretty good about it. Um, not letting myself cheat. You know, I went through some phases here and there where I was definitely like cheating more, giving myself cheat days first once a week, and then two or three times I would be like pushing the boundaries of what I would like to be able to be able to do for my body. I want to take better care of this body temple. So I have, I have really good friends around me that are inspiring me as they take on these great challenges of forming new habits and replacing the old bad ones yeah I'm really feeling that lately I hope you guys are too because it does feel better to take care of ourselves you know we are feeling down because of what we're not doing and we've got to lean into life and as scary and challenging as that sounds really it is more like a trust fall into a feather bed into the arms of God, into the arms of an angel, into the arms of whatever you want to call it. Just call it the flow state. You know, into the arms of the human capacity, the great human capacity to overcome and to not only strive, but to thrive. to the end here, I'm sure you noticed the abrupt ending. My phone actually died at the very precise moment I was finishing that last segment, and uh, unfortunately the file was then corrupted, and I had to go through a process of repairing the file, and what do you know, I, I salvaged what I thought was something I was going to have to redo, and it was the middle of the night, and, uh, you know, I've had these things happen in this process, and 
you know, just like spilling the milk or something like that. You get used to these things. You get to the point where you can even laugh at them and laugh at yourself. But it was, you know, it was a bit of a process to go through. And it set me back in getting the podcast out as soon as I wanted to. I wanted it to be out in the middle of the night on 2.22, not later in the afternoon that day. But, you know, this is life. And we've got to roll with the current and flow with what's happening. It feels good to let go. And quite paradoxically, that is how we gain control. So I can probably drive her on for another 30 minutes here. It is once again late at night, and I'm remembering to add this last segment to the episode. But I want to thank you all for listening and joining in and continuing on this journey here with myself and each other. We are all here together to realize our most authentic selves, the highest expressions of our greatest dreams and hopes realization view our Taking the time to be in stillness, to be just here in this present moment, each day. Let it be a sacred, beautiful opportunity to just be, not have to worry about anything. You can just let the thoughts go by like clouds in the sky, like leaves in the stream. By doing so, we allow ourselves more space around our movements, around our thoughts and our interactions and our ability to react, to respond adequately to situations does increase. Our sense of peace and freedom and stillness does grow within us and we can more naturally emit that vibrant glow that we all share when our hearts are open, full of wonder just as when we were young still there in us, just waiting to be awakened. And there's no cap to enlightenment, so this awakening is ongoing, and there's always new layers and new challenges for us as humans to understand, to work with, to integrate. And these understandings that we gain as we pierce the veils of our mental patterns and our habits, conditioning, ways of seeing the world, our freeing, the egoic mind, the psychological sense of self, the identity that we think of ourselves as, that idea of ourself that is afraid of death, all of that, it fears this dissolution of identity, but we don't lose anything. We only gain a freedom and a peace and a sense of wholeness, oneness that is experiential with everything and everyone around us, that is the richer, the more it is tended to and loved and honored, spoken honestly for, I suppose. So, let us do so in our lives. I'm honored to have you on this journey here, along with me as we travel forth into the depths of our most inner universes. Let us share 
and all that we have together. These times call for it. The warriors within must awaken. As artists, light bringers, and way showers, students, and teachers, we work in all small and great ways. So care for yourselves as well. And go out there and realize that actual I love you guys.